Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Great Scott Podcast. This is Michael Scott, and with me today is Emmy Award-winning game show host, motivational speaker, and a man from my home state, Mr. Todd Newton. How are you, Todd? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. It's nice to uh, nice to be on your show here. Nice to speak with all your listeners. And um, life is good, man, right? Yeah, absolutely. So my first question for you is, so going to the Emmy that you won, how did you feel about winning the Emmy? Well, I've, I've often said that um, I believe that night back in 2012 was probably uh, the highlight of, of my professional career uh, solely because when you are recognized in any sense, regardless of what you do for a living, um, any form of recognition is, is, is uh, a pinnacle of sorts. Um, you realize that at that particular moment, everything that you've done up to that point has come to fruition. And in television especially, I think it's, it's difficult for us because uh, as we look at that camera, we don't often realize how many people are, are actually watching and absorbing what we're doing and enjoying it. So to know that there are so many people that, that enjoy the world of game shows, something that I'm so passionate about, and uh, to have the work that I've done and that I've loved for so long recognized by my peers and by the judges was really meaningful to me. And uh, I thought back to how my career started in, as you said, the great state of Missouri there, started in radio and uh, all the sacrifices that I made, you know, social time and uh, the things that a lot of people do in their 20s and 30s that I kind of looked past uh, in, 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 in I, I chose to work and chose to focus on career rather than uh, going out and getting a little crazy. But, uh, you know, just all of those all of those elements coming together on that one special moment was was just really meaningful. And uh, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I know Absolutely. I'll never forget it. Absolutely, I bet. It was much deserved. Well, thank you. So my, my next question for you is, uh, so you mentioned that you uh, started it out in Missouri, your showbiz career. How did your parents feel about it when you said, Mom, Dad, I want to be in show, show business? Well, I, I think that uh, it was somewhat gradual. I think that from a very young age, I kind of showed an interest and a leaning towards uh, this type of, of opportunity. I was always a, a big, big fan of people like Johnny Carson and, of course, Bob Barker, um, the late Gene Rayburn, uh, people that made a living on television by being themselves. I never, ever had a desire to become an actor. Uh, that never appealed to me. I just recognized at an early age that uh, Johnny and, and Bob were making people happy by being themselves or a slightly exaggerated version of themselves. I've, I've written in all of my books that that's exactly what hosting is. Hosting is just a slightly exaggerated version of, of who we really are off camera or off microphone. So my parents, first of all, they're very supportive people, very loving people, and I try to be the same to, to my children. Uh, you find what your kids love and you nurture that and you support that and, and you focus much more on their strengths and on their passions than you do on their weaknesses. I don't think life is about finding out where we're weak and devoting all of our energies to tightening that up. I think it's 
the, the real core of happiness is finding something you love doing and, and maximizing it and, and doing as much of you can, as much of it as you can, and hopefully earning money by doing it. I mean, that's, that's what creates fulfillment. So my parents saw that and recognized it, encouraged it, nurtured it, fed it. And, uh, to this day, they're still, they're still the most supportive people in my life. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. And I think that's the greatest gift that a parent can give to a child. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more about that. Uh, just one question. Um, how long did it take you to get to where you are at today? Well, I don't, sometimes I don't even know where I am today because I, I, I <laughs> set small goals. You know, I, I don't ever, um, I, I don't have a quote unquote top of the mountain. I, I spent, I, I set small goals for myself and, and work very diligently towards achieving those goals, whether it's television or radio or, uh, writing books, or, uh, we also have a, a wonderfully successful, uh, luxury real estate business here in Arizona. Um, I, I just find what I love to do and I I'm constantly looking for the next steps, uh, to bring those goals to fruition. So, uh, I began my, my radio career um, in the late 1980s, and uh, that led to television, that led to books, that led to speaking, um, hosting of all sorts. So uh, it's a very wide net that, that I throw out because there are so many things that I'm interested in and so many things that I want to do and so many things that I still want to learn more about. So it's, um, it's difficult, to, difficult to say, you know, I my first book was called life in the bonus round. And, and in that book, I talk about uh, going door to door in my neighborhood at the age of seven or eight after school, telling jokes for a dime. So one could say it goes back, you know, <laughs> over 35 years or, you know, you could, you could start it, start measuring it from when I started on the radio. It's, it's very difficult to say, but it's um, anything that makes you happy. Anything that creates fulfillment in your life is, is a very gradual process. And I think when you set, smaller goals for yourself you keep things real and you and, and you uh, allow yourself to obtain these realistic goals and along the way you uh you see that just about anything is possible and it avoids frustration and and maximizes happiness that's that's kind of been my route over the years so you mentioned that you started it out at seven or eight were you a funny kid at 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 that age I think we all think we're funny. <laughs> you know, it's hard, it's hard to say. I think it's, I think it's seven or eight, any dimes that I made for telling those jokes, I think they were given up uh, solely out of the fact that I was just this cute kid that had the guts <laughs> to go knocking on doors. You know, I, I wouldn't want my children, my children are older than that now, but I, I don't think in today's society, I'd want my kids going door to door trying to uh, weasel dimes out of complete strangers. <laughs> but uh, I've always, you know, my grandmother was extremely, uh, performance based, you know, she was a comedian and, and I saw how happy she made people from the stage. And I just wanted to bring those smiles to, to people's faces as well. And, uh, that's been my goal ever for as long as I can remember just to never to be rich, never to be famous, just to make people happy for an hour or two at a time. So you mentioned the, the book that you just wrote, the, the choice is yours. And I really do like that title because it, it is just that. The choice is yours. What, uh, what motivated you to, to write this book? Well, this, this book is, is the basis of the keynote presentations that I do for corporations and universities around the country. And 
it, like you just said, you nailed it. Uh, it. It's a very well thought out and a very accurate title. The choice is yours. Happiness can be yours. Success can be yours. Fulfillment can be yours. And uh, I think quite often in life, too many people focus on the uh, naysayers that are always around us. We will always receive criticism. We will always receive negative feedback. I mean, no one more so than those of us in the entertainment industry, especially now with social media. Everyone has a voice. Everyone can express their displeasure. And I'm not so sure that's a good thing for people that don't realize that the power to be happy is right there inside. You know, I I meet people all the time who are uh, so frustrated and so frightened of whatever might be lying ahead of them, whether it be weight loss or to stop smoking or to find a better job. All they focus on is what they can't do, what they feel like is too big for them to tackle. And I tell them that's nonsense. I mean, we all have this inner strength, this inner voice that could just as easily be saying, go get that. Take a couple steps toward that today as opposed to, ah, you're never going to lose weight or, ah, it's too hard to exercise. All of that is nonsense. You know, it's, it's complete and utter BS, and, and it's frustrating. As a, as a parent, I want my children to know that they can be just about anything they want, and I, I let them know that you may not be able to be anything you want. I mean, I'm, I'm 46 years old. I'm never going to become a ballerina uh, or I'm never going to be the front man for a, a rock band that, that sells out arenas. It's just not, it's not going to happen. It's not realistic. But what is realistic is if I really was passionate about becoming a dancer, which, which I'm not, but if I was, I could absolutely go out and get some training and, and see improvements and see steps forward in that. Or if I wanted to really be a singer, I could hire a vocal coach and join a local band and get a little gratification from that. But all of that stuff requires effort. And if you're going to be lazy, if you're going to sit around and do nothing and hope that things are handed to you, well, yeah, you're going to live a life of frustration and you're going to live below the pay grade because things do not come to you. But the choice to go out and make things happen to some degree, whether it be a large degree that just blows your mind or to smaller degrees where you start to see little bits of of sunshine coming through, that choice absolutely is yours. And um, I just don't have time for people that aren't willing to put into work put in the work that's necessary for their own advancement and their own happiness. So those, those people don't have a place in my life and, and they shouldn't have a place in anyone's life. We should always be the people that other, we should always be the person that other people find encouraging and, and can gain inspiration from. That's the goal of this book. That's the goal of every keynote presentation I do. And I try my best to live my life like that. You know, I'm not a perfect man. I'll, uh, I'll probably never win an Academy Award. I, I'll never be president of the United States. But I want to be someone that at least people can say they were glad that they had an experience or two with me and that I left some kind of positive footprint on this world. Well, just to piggyback on what you just said, that's kind of the point of this uh, podcast. Basically, it is a motivational thing. And I thought of you having you as a guest because uh, after I got done reading your book, I knew that that you you would be the perfect guest for it. Uh, Basically, it is about going after your dreams, putting in the work and uh, just going after whatever it is that you love. So thank you for that and, and saying that and for writing this book. 
Well, I, I appreciate that, and I, I appreciate you having me on your show. And, and the, pro, the, the point of all of my books, and they're all available on my website, which is toddnewtononline.com. They're also all available on Amazon. But the point of all of my books is to just share my experiences, things that have worked for me with other people. You know, you, I, I'm very, very leery of the term motivational speaker because uh, there are tens of thousands of them out there. And some of them are very good and some of them are just snake oil salesmen who are trying to sell some product. Mm -hmm. When I give a keynote presentation, I have no interest in selling anything to anyone. I just want people to know that things, good things do happen to everyone if you put in the effort. No one, no one has the silver bullet to success. No one has the secret. There is no secret. The, the key to it is hustle and busting your tail and being good to people and doing the things that other people are too lazy to do. That's when things start to happen. And when something great happens to you, when something exciting happens to you, that creates momentum and it makes you want to go out and work a little harder and go for the next milestone in your life. That's the secret. You know, you can't, you can't, tell people how to go out and make dreams happen. There's no proven strategy for that. And anyone that tells you that there is, is a liar and someone who's trying to sell something to you. The key to it is hard work. My father taught me that. That's what I teach my kids. And you, you, you sprinkle that with a little compassion, with just an everyday goal of trying to make the world a better place in, in your own small, significant way. And that's when the beautiful stuff starts to sprinkle down over you. That's, that's what I want people to know. I share the philosophies that I've learned through experience, the things that have been passed on to me by people who have enjoyed their share of success, and hopefully the folks that read the books, that go out and buy the books. You know, I want you to, I want you to read it, and I want you to give it to someone. You know, I don't care if you pass it down. I'm not in this for the money. The majority of the books from those money go to my charity anyway. I just want people to be happy and people to be fulfilled. That's what's going to lead to a much better world for our kids and our kids' kids. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you 100% more. So, you, so what has been the overall response to your book so far? Well, the books, they've all done pretty well, and, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. And I think the, re I think the books, uh, the reason they're so successful, first of all, on the surface, they're very affordable books. None of these books are the most expensive pieces of literature you're going to find on Amazon. I mean, anytime somebody Googles Todd Newton books, they're going to find books that they can purchase and, and uh, not feel as if their budget has been cramped. That's number one. And number two... Uh, like I mentioned before, the books are written from experience. You know, these aren't textbooks. Uh, I'm not beating you over the head with, you know, 10 steps to losing weight. You know, the, you're not going to feel as if you're reading a, a manual. You're going to feel as if you're talking to someone who cares about you and just wants to share some valuable information with you. And number three, the books are positive. Uh, there's nothing negative and nothing frightening about these books. They're written from uh, the the standpoint of a very happy guy. You know, <laughs> I've been pretty lucky, and uh, I, and I I live a good life. You know, I've got a great family. Um, I, I I appreciate everything that I have. Uh, I by no means uh, am. Um, 
you know, immune to struggle. You know, I've had great years. I've had not so great years. And I appreciate all of them because there's something to take away from all of that. And every day I, I discover new things that I want to learn, things that I want to see. I'm an avid traveler. Um, I love experiencing new things and new people. And, uh, you know, I think we all share that. We all have that in common. And when you can sit down and read a book that you can read in a matter of a week or 10 days, it's not going to take your whole summer. When you can sit down and understand each and every word and not feeling like you're sitting in a classroom, I think people appreciate that. And uh, the response has reflected that appreciation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you just said that you do a lot of uh, charity work. Uh, can you talk about that for, for a little bit? Well, yes. My, I have a charity called Newton Fund for Kids, and uh, the website is Newton Fund, the number four, kids.org. And the proceeds from a lot of my speaking engagements and proceeds from the book benefit this wonderful, wonderful organization that provides the funding necessary to offer state-of-the-art pediatric health care to children who need it, regardless of a family's inability to pay. And we work with children's hospitals across the United States, and we offer these funds so that they can set up programs to not only treat the injuries and the illnesses that children uh, encounter, but also to help take care of the family. Because when a child is sick or injured, the entire family is affected. You know, the majority of kids who come down with an illness have an older brother or younger sister who are scared and, and they need comfort and they need uh, support, as do the parents. You know, there's nothing more frightening than when your child is sick or hurt and the parents are experiencing so many emotions they need to be taken care of. They need emotional support. And the Newton Fund for Kids helps with that. Uh, we believe that, that every child deserves the very best treatment, and the last thing that a family should have to think about during that time is how they're going to pay the medical bills. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer. I'm a, I'm a libertarian, by the way, politically, and, and one of the things we believe is that health care needs to be accessible to everyone, and it can't be the type of thing where – uh, thinking about what you're going to have to give up in lieu of making sure your child is taken care of pops into your head. That's, that's not what being a human is all about. So we, we just try to lessen that load in any way we can. And we always appreciate people's support. And we have some wonderful donors, uh, even people who just pitch in $10, $25 here and there or purchase one of the books. You're doing an amazing thing. And I don't keep a single penny of that. There are no administrative costs. 100% of the proceeds of Newton Fund for Kids go straight to where it should be, and that's to the kids and their families. Well, it's a great cause, definitely. Uh, folks, I would encourage you to go out and buy Todd's book. It goes to a really great cause, and it's a really good read and, and a very easy read, too. So I think that you all will be happy that you bought, that you bought this book. So... Um, Going backwards, I know I'm going backwards here when I ask you this, but uh, you said that you've had some rough patches in, in your career. What have been some of your um, difficulties in getting to where you are, and how have you been able to, to, to combat that? 
Well, uh, what, what I say, you know, I wouldn't label them as rough patches, uh, but they're, you know, when you enter into the entertainment world, uh, you have to be uh, essentially, you have to be emotionally bulletproof. You know, there are, uh, I get a lot of emails from young hosts who are uh, nervous about the rejection and nervous about the scrutiny that they put themselves through. And, and my response is, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's part of it. And, and you're never going to please everyone. And, and my goal is not to please everyone. My goal is to go out and be the best host I can possibly be, whether it be on television or on radio or on stage with the Price is Right live stage show. Uh, I know that the audience is always my boss. They're the ones who pay my bills. And I want to give them the best, the best bang for their buck each and every time. And uh, there have been... Um, you know, from a production standpoint, sometimes I create shows on my own. And when I go out and pitch them, um, you know, people don't recognize the vision and, and, and see where I want the project to go. And that can be a little frustrating at times. But overall, I've never felt as if I've had to go to work. I've never had to punch a clock. I've always, always been able to work with great people and surround myself with incredible talent. And, um, you know, sometimes the schedule gets a little crazy and I lose a little sleep or or I'm away from home longer than I, I would care to be. But all of that is part of the big picture. And, and thus far, the big picture has been very rewarding for me um, emotionally and, and spiritually. And, um, you know, my my family is incredibly supportive of all the sacrifices that need to come that way. But uh, anything, anything is is full of, of bumps and and detours and I've never had any brick walls thrown up in front of me, but, but there have certainly been detours, things that have led me in a direction that I never thought I would go, but that exposes you to new things and you try and stay positive. Nobody's happy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That would be, uh, that would be a lie that a quote unquote motivational speaker may tell you. But um, when you look at the big picture, I think when you step back and look at your life, um, you can't help but smile at all the good things that have come your way. And, and that's, that's how I feel as a man and as a, a human being. And I just try to stay on that road. So you just mentioned the, the, the Price is Right Live. Where are you at with, with that? Uh, well, we just finished up our spring tour. It was great. We were up in Canada and um, up and down the West Coast primarily. And uh, we'll take the summer off from that and then hit back, uh, get back out on the road in the fall, and we'll be on the East Coast as well as uh, uh, the East Coast of the U.S. and of Canada. And, uh, that's just a, a great time. I, I, it's, it's such an incredible experience to get to travel across North America and uh, share these moments with these great game show fans and great game show contestants. And uh, lets me keep my lets me keep my game show host skills sharp and play some beautiful theaters and and get up and. Uh, play to these crowds and no two crowds are the same. So no two audiences are ever the same. And that, that keeps things fresh night after night for us. I've actually been fortunate to uh, see you guys when you came to the Fox theater in, in St. Louis, you and Randy West. And it, it was just the most enjoyable time, even though I didn't get, didn't get called, but I still had fun. Me and me and my family. Oh, that was Yeah. That was one of the, my favorite shows that we've ever played, you know, cause I grew up in St. Louis and as a child, I used to go see a lot of shows there at the Fox. So uh, to be able to be on that stage was a real thrill for me. My mom and dad were in the audience, a lot of friends that I went to school with. So it was a bit of a homecoming. Oh yeah, I bet. So uh, Todd, so if you weren't in um, showbiz, 
where else could you possibly see yourself? You know, I can't. Uh, I, it's really hard, really hard for me to uh, to even fathom not doing what I do. But I imagine it would be something similar. And uh, well, I don't know what's what's similar to a game show. I guess a politician, right? There's not much difference <laughs> between a game show host. And a politician, we like to wear nice suits and get out there and smile and shake hands. So, uh, and I, I like to talk, and I can be rather opinionated. So, I guess I'd be in politics. There you go. Well, hey, Todd, I I do appreciate your time and for being on here. Mike, it's been a pleasure, and uh, continued success with your show, and you're doing great things. And uh, thank you to all of your listeners. And again, all the books that we talked about, or just anything further, if I can ever help anyone, uh, ToddNewtonOnline.com is the website, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Todd Newton. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye.